Today, we, in, in our culture, we're coming to the end of this kind of Christmas season. We're coming off the high of the Christmas season, right? Uh, I know in my, in my family, in my life, what happens a lot of times is uh, you run across that one gift for the person that you have not seen yet. And that's probably the only one left under your tree. You're probably thinking, man, I, I need to get that to that person, right? Um, I, I know every year it would happen where we would have a gift that would just kind of hang around and then it would finally disappear around April, right? Um, it seems like, though, that, that this time, this season of gift giving, as it's coming to an end, uh, I think there's something that, that, that we can pull out from giving and receiving gifts, especially as it relates to today's feast. Whenever it's time to, to receive a gift, uh, I know when we would go to my family's house, like my grandparents' house or whatever, uh, we had a pep talk on the way every year, same pep talk. You're going to like it, and you're going to thank the person for it, right? No matter what, it doesn't matter if it's the ugliest shirt you've ever seen, it doesn't matter if it's the most useless thing ever, you're going to like it, uh-huh, or, and you're going to thank them. It's going to be the most special gift you ever received. So if i got any family that, uh, that have ever seen me kind of disingenuously, thank you so much. That, I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, I, I remember growing up, that was uh, the rule. But there's something about in the anatomy of gift giving, I think, that, that relates to today really well. The first thing is, is that every time we receive a gift, there's the, there's the anticipation and excitement and the surprise when it's finally unwrapped. Whatever it is. doesn't matter if it's the best thing in the world, it's the most useless thing in the world. It doesn't matter. There's a surprise about, I got the gift, I open it, let me see what it is. Unless you do that thing where like adult children just order everything on Amazon and then mom wraps that, right? Um, but what happens is like there's an excitement and, a, and a, a, a surprise that's attached to it. There's a joy that comes over us when we get it. Second thing that happens is... Uh, as my mother was very good at doing, like, you're going to thank the person. Doesn't matter if you like it or not, you have to thank the person. I think, I think we all could, could agree. That's the, that's the best way to go about it. You receive the gift, you're surprised by it, and now you thank them, no matter what. And then the third thing about receiving the gift, the best gifts when we receive them, we put the thing to use. If it's an ugly sweater, Right? And I don't, and it just stays in the closet for two years until I finally decide to give it to Goodwill. Then that's a, it's a, it, 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 you don't get use out of that gift. The best gifts are the ones that once we get them, it makes life easier. It becomes a normal everyday piece of our life. Like I, I'm putting this gift to use. There's an excitement and a joy. There's the thanks that follows it, and there's putting the gift to use. Today, when we come to celebrate the Epiphany, when we hear this very familiar story of these Magi coming to the Christ child, they experience something similar to these things. Sure, they bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and that fulfills the prophecy of the first reading, and that's really cool how you got this Old Testament, New Testament thing happening. But in them giving, in them coming to see the Christ child, they receive more than they give. We look at it in the back half, the verbs that we hear. The first one, they're overjoyed. 
They follow the star, they follow it, they follow it, they come a long distance, and when they see the Christ child in his mother's arms, they're, they're struck, they're overjoyed. Kind of like opening a present. The next thing you hear is that they prostrate themselves and they did him homage. What that means is, is that they were in a posture of prayer. They took a posture of reverence before the Christ child and worshipped him. Thanked him, essentially, for existing. And then finally, they put the gift, the, the relationship that they have now established, the meeting of the Christ child, the meeting of God face to face, they then put that to use. And they put it to use by hearing the message of the angel and going home a different way as a way to protect and to reverence the Christ child. The Christ child has changed something in their life. They're not going to go back and report to Herod, who wants to do evil things. But instead, they go home a different way. I think for us, as we come to Mass, if there's a big-time parallel between the epiphany, this experience of these wise men, the receiving a gift, and for each of us as we come to Mass every time, every week. Every day. When we come to Mass, there's an experience of, of being overjoyed that comes out in a lot of ways. Like when we come to, as, a, as a community of faith and we stand before God, there's multiple times that we stand in, in communion with the saints and angels when we say some of the prayers we say, when we sing some of the songs we sing. The Gloria is the song of heaven. It's the song that's being constantly and continually sung by the saints and angels in heaven. And we get a chance to partake in that. They're, they're, they're overjoyed before the presence of God. For a moment, for a, split, for, a, for a moment in the Mass, we get to be overjoyed before the presence of God. The Alleluia. When we receive, but right before we receive the Word of God, the Gospel... The, the sacred book, the most sacred of the sacred books. Right before we receive that reading, what are we saying? Alleluia to God in the highest. Get a moment of being overjoyed before the presence of God. Then we then we move to the next part of the mass, the the, the liturgy of the Eucharist. What do we hear? What, what do we see ourselves doing? While the while the wise men prostrated themselves, they fell flat on their face. As a sign of reverence. We may not lay down, but we do those Catholic calisthenics where we stand up, we sit, we kneel, we stand, we sit, we stand, we sit, we kneel, we kneel. We kneel for a long time. You're not punished, don't worry. Right? It's a sign, it's our body is expressing an element of reverence before God. As we come, as we worship, and as we thank the Lord. As we thank the Lord for stepping down into our life the same way that 2,000 years ago He stepped down into a stable. And we receive Him. Then finally, we put the gift to use. Most active moments in Mass. Uh, I, I, I had a class when I was in the seminary. Uh, it, was called the, it was the spirituality of the laity. So when we think about the spirituality of the laity, of the lay faithful, of people in the pews, I, we had a lot of good discussion. There was a lot of beautiful things in there. But one of the things that I thought hit me the hardest 
was the two most active moments for the lay faithful in the Mass. The first most active moment for the lay faithful in the Mass. Now, whenever I've asked this question to people, I've gotten a lot of different answers. Well, it's the consecration, it's the readings, it's the homily, it's different things. The two most active moments are two moments that usually just kind of get, get missed. It's probably the two moments that were most distracted. The first is the offertory. At the offertory, yeah, we pass the collection, we put our envelope in the basket, and we do all those things that we're supposed to do because we're good Catholics, right? Pray, pay, and obey, right? But what, what that signifies is not, here's my $10, my $20, my envelope, whatever it is. The signification of the offertory is when that bread and wine is brought up to the altar, it's supposed to encompass everything about our lives. That being offered on the altar is everything. When we come to Mass, what do we bring to Mass? Everything. We bring our, 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 our last week and everything that happened. Our last day and everything that happened. The argument that I had with my kids. The fight this morning when people were getting ready. The joke and the, and the date that me and my husband went on. The struggle that I have with my mom. The, the sick family member that I'm doing everything I can, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of maxed out with. The drama within the family. Everything that we experience throughout the course of the week is brought up and signified by the bread and the wine. That everything we have in our life is offered to God. The second most active moment for the lay faithful in Mass is the dismissal rite. The final blessing. Sending people out. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Those words are not just meant to say, okay, Mass is over. And now we can leave. Now we can go eat dinner or lunch. Those words are meant to be a command where God Himself is sending us out to be His disciples in the world. That as we have come to, to worship and to thank God and to receive Him, now we do the third element of receiving a good gift and we go and put it to use. Where we're sent out into a dark world as the light. We're sent out to be God's presence in our families, in our workplaces. We're called to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, to go out and to be His disciple. We think about it, the, the Mass, the celebration of the Mass, the gift that we receive at the Mass. It's the most powerful gift that we have in a world that needs Jesus. But so often, those two moments, right? The offertory becomes the time of critiquing the homily, that joke that Father said. Man, I wonder if that really is something that I do or not. And the, and the dismissal rite is usually, I come back from communion, I kneel down, I may say a prayer or two. I wonder if we can make it a Waffle House after Mass. I wonder if there's going to be a line at Kyoto. We're called as, as followers and as, as, as Christians who are in relationship with our Lord, that when we come to Mass, we bring something. 
We bring all of our joys, all of our sorrows, all of our graces, all of our hurt, everything that we have in our life, and we offer it to God. And after, we, after it is taken by the hands of the priests, transformed through the words of the Mass, and given back to us, we're then called to be God's presence in the world. An epiphany happens every single Mass where God is revealed to us in a powerful and particular way. But there's also a Pentecost that happens at every Mass where the Holy Spirit comes and dwells with us and sends us out. Today, may we, as Christians, receive the gift well. May we as Christians be overjoyed when we come to face to face with God. May we as Christians worship Him well and pray this Mass well. May we as Christians put the gifts that we receive to good use. Amen.